Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of ANC's Matters of Fact. I'm Christian Esguera. So welcome to uh, this week's edition of Matters of Fact. Uh, we're again uh, holding this podcast in connection with the uh, ongoing uh, Luzon lockdown here in the Philippines. Of course, Luzon is the uh, largest uh, island here in the Philippines. Now, for uh, this week's podcast, we're going to talk, talk with uh, one of the mayors who have been uh, getting a lot of um, a commendation on social media with the way he has been handling uh, the, the, the crisis in his city. Uh, we're talking about uh, Valenzuela City Mayor Rex Gachalian. Thank you very much uh, for joining us on this podcast, Mayor Gachalian. Christian, thank you for having me. Uh, one bit of uh, caution lang. Uh, it's not me that's doing the heavy lifting here. It, I have a very good team that's doing the heavy lifting. So it's not just me. <laughs> the commendation goes to them. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Now, of course, uh, in the Philippines, you know that the frontliners are the uh, local government units when it comes to handling this crisis. But uh, let's start the discussion with this. Basically, um, what is the role of local governments when it comes to crises such as the uh, COVID-19 pandemic? We know that this is a big problem. We haven't uh, seen anything like this uh, in our lifetime. Tama. But, uh, Actually... I keep on saying uh, I don't think there's a prescribed playbook for this in our country or I guess anywhere else. Alam mo, our team here in Valenzuela, sanay kami pagka may sunog, sanay kami pagka may baha, pagyo. But like you, we've never seen anything like this, like everybody else. And sabi ko, all, there's no playbook, there's no manual, there's no standard operating procedure. Parang I realized that this pandemic, every single hour, there seems to be a twist and a turn that the LGU has to respond to. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you were to make me, to make me put it in one sentence, the LGU's main job is to respond immediately based on the stimulus outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, um, when the ECQ was announced, syempre nagulat tayo lahat. We kind of had an inkling, diba? all of us were hearing rumors, but we never thought na gagawin sa isang mega city like Metro Manila. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been done. I think the Philippines was the first developing nation to, do, to declare an ECQ. So when it was announced, syempre nagulat lahat. And immediately the instruction from the national government was make sure you feed your people. Kasi syempre hindi sanay ang ating mga, mga tao, ang ating mga constituent na hindi nakakapagtrabaho so hindi sila makakain at ang dami nating daily wage earners. So we had to respond. What did we have to do? Kagad, we had to order the goods, repack, think of ways to feed and get it to the people. So parang, in a nutshell, the LGU is operationalizing what the national government dictates or instructs and we also have to respond accordingly to what the terrain is calling us to do. But they have a certain template for, for something like this. Uh, this is a public health emergency, we know that. But, but they have a certain template, at least. Kusan siguro ang template lang na meron, like I said nga, yung, yung playbook, wala namang playbook na develop for pandemics ata. Uh, after all, it only happens one hand, every 100 years. Um, the only playbook here is the delegation of responsibilities. Like, in Valenzuela, we have a dedicated city hall called the Alert Center. It's, it's our command base for disaster preparedness. Meaning, it was really designed for disasters. So nandito yung mayor's office, I have a mayor's office here. Katabi ko kagad is city social welfare because we know relief is always part of it. Mm-hmm. And then we have a digital office here for PIO because we anticipated na in calamities, the traditional public information will not function. You can't deliver flyers, you can't deliver tarpaulins, but everything will have to go virtual or digital. So meaning the only 
the only game plan we have is the delegation of duty. Because like, I would assume in any naman calamity, there was always going to be a humanitarian side to it. So relief must come into play. Uh, but ang difference lang ngayon, in, but in every calamity also, there will be a medical side to it. Whether bagyo yan, ano man yan, lagi namang may medical side to it. So nandito rin yung, there's a satellite health office here. And then there must be a communications group. But ang nakakaiba lang dito, napansin ko, is um, may limitations. Like, yes, we want to do communications, but no, we cannot do it traditionally because there's no convergence. Uh, yes, we want to do relief, but no, we cannot distribute it in courts because my convergence, no convergence. Now, how do you deal with the national government? Uh, there's also this, uh, this observation that uh, even the uh, national government is also struggling in terms of adjusting to this kind of problem. This is a pandemic. But you know that uh, there's such a thing as a national action plan now coming from the national government. But uh, when it comes to implementing things on the ground, uh, are you, for example, encountering certain uh, confusion or problems uh, when it comes to dealing with the national government? Um, ako, I know that they're also grappling. Uh, ako nga, Valenzuela lang, I feel like I'm drowning all the time in this pandemic. Parang every single day, ang, ang, parang you feel like everybody's wanting an answer or a direction from you, but you can't tell them that Honestly, I don't know. Because there are certain things that I don't know. Um, or give me some time to think about it. But we know wala nang ganong time. Eh. Kailangan you make the decision now or else people will either go hungry or, or there's a health outbreak, uh, contagion outbreak. Um, so ako, I don't blame the national government in the sense na hindi nga tayo sanay sa nangyayari. Pero if you ask me how do we communicate with them, Remember that DILG is set up in such a way that every city has a corresponding director from the DILG that is a shadow of a mayor. Yeah. Parang, uh, like highly urbanized cities, you get one. I understand sa provincia, you get one also for municipal level and for provincial level. Parang the closest liaison that I can get will be my DILG director. And here in Valenzuela, I have to say she's been fabulous in the sense that she may be grappling also Kasi, Christian, may lag eh. Sometimes, meron na silang gusto sa national na announce na sa TV. It mm. takes time to cascade down sa local. So, nagugulat na lang kami na naririnig na namin sa TV yung announcement. Example. Ito, ha? Example lang ganyang situation. Example. Ito, example. Yung SAC. Yung social amelioration. This program kasi, technically, is a brainchild of the national government. And we understand its merits. Pero naunahan ata na na-announce na, na lahat magkakaroon. Then only to fall back na it's going to be the poorest of the poor, hindi pala kasama yung middle class. Yeah. By that time, the information, because of mass media, lahat ng tao nakatutok kasi sa bahay lang sila ngayon eh. Kagad ang mga captions sa mga online articles will be, everybody will get sacked. So, by the time nag nag-calculate ata ulit yung national government and said, wait, 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 dapat unahin natin yung mga poorest of the poor. Nakaskade na yon tapos may second set of instructions about how to identify it. Yung mga late lumabas yung, lumabas sa DSWD, late lumabas yung criteria. Yung dapat ang pamilya ay not making more than 10,750 pesos. Dapat pag 4P, hindi na mabibigyan. Parang na-announce mo na, yung pala, meron pa siyang fine, fine notes, my footnotes. So, it's hard for us now to, to explain to everybody who believes they're entitled to it. That is a classic example. So, na parang 
unahan ata bago na bigay sa amin yung guidelines. What happened in your case? So I suppose uh, a lot of people went to you and asking for money. Still, still up to now, that's my biggest challenge this past three days. Trying to explain na number one, yung forms na binigay is only 53% or 48% to be exact pag natanggalin mo yung four-piece ng populasyon natin. Mm. Number two, na hindi ako or hindi ang lokal na pamahalaan ng gumawa ng criteria na 10,750 bawal sa single, hindi kasama ang four-piece, hindi kasama ang mga uh, TVNS. Um, ang hirap i-explain sa isa-isa. And up to now, Christian, before we dialed in, I'm talking to some barangay captains. Sinusugod pa rin sila ng mga tao thinking na they're withholding forms. In fact, kahapon na lang, bigyan kita ng example. Somebody posted sa social media. Ngayon naman, alam mo naman kasi lahat ng tao sa bahay lang. Na kesa kinurap raw ng City Hall at ng barangay yung pera ng, ng, ng uh, sack. So syempre, in effect, that's accusing us point blank already. So we had to call the person in and explain na yung pera intact pa rin. Wala pang lumalabas ni isang kusing. Kasi ang hirap ng validation process ng DSWD. Um, so, so, so yan. The, the money, has it been downloaded to... It to... has been downloaded. Pero Christian, the next struggle here, ito rin. This is a disconnect between the DSWD and local government. Parang yung, yung gusto nilang flow is not really inept for the situation on the ground. Why? Number one, if you look at the form, ang dami nilang requirement. If a photocopy mo, ID mo, presuming may ID ka. Number two, if a photocopy mo, saan sila kukuha ng photocopier ngayon? Kaya nangyayari ngayon tuloy sa Valenzuela, naglumalabas yung mga tao, kumakatok sa mga photocopying machine para mag-photocopy. So again, that's defeating the purpose of staying at home. Number two, wala talaga silang stapler. Nakakatawa, mundane as it may sound, hindi lahat ng tao may stapler sa kanilang mga tahanan. So, kahanap rin sila ng bookstore para mag-staple, lalabas na naman sila. On top of that, gusto nung original flow, bukod sa mahirap na yung requirements, gusto nila ibabahay-bahay namin yung form. Great. Pero remember, hindi lahat makakatanggap. Pag, may mga case na kami na pagdating dun sa street at naubos na yung form, yung mga tao naglalabasan at very irate at dinuduro talaga yung mga barangay officials na ano ba kayo, namimili kayo? Sabi sa amin, lahat kami magkakaroon. Tapos on top of that, gusto ng DSWD, pagbigay namin ng form, when we give out the forms, we go back and collate the forms. Christian, you can imagine. 82,000 forms. What? I keep on going back to the household and keep on asking for it. Remember, not, all, not everybody will fill up the forms at the same time. Remember, so, ang gusto nila, balik kami ng balik doon until we gather all 82,000. Baka, Christian, baka three months later na hindi pa kami tapos sa kakabalik namin sa bahay nila. So when can you finish that process? Uh, it seems that it's very tedious, no? Very it's very tedious and I think the DSWD has admitted it. Now, what did we do to revise it a little? We called the DSWD National, the regional, and they came to visit me parang Saturday lang last week. And napagkasundoan namin, yes, we will do the house-to-house. -house. Yes, we will try to explain to the people na in poorest of the poor lang. But instead of you making us collate it, which is virtually impossible, maglalagay kami ng drop box centers wherein finish or unfinished, you go there and you drop it. Parang mail mo, drop and go. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. Ito naman ang masama na ginawa nila. Kahapon, pumunta sila dito in DSWD personnel, naglagay sila ng interview sa harapan ng drop box. So you can imagine the line of the drop box. 
Kasi ang concept ko ng Dropbox, drop and go at any given time, if the individual is complete na, tulog mo na. Then it's up to us to validate the thing. You seem to look at the completeness of it. Eh ngayon, kahapon, last minute, nagpadala dito yung DSWD regional ng mga tao, naglagay sila ng mga lamesa sa harap ng mga Dropbox na bago mo i-drop yung papel mo, i-interview ka na nila doon. Eh ilan lang naman yung tao nila eh. So, you can see the parang they are wanting to do something that is not feasible locally at this point in time. So, so how many people uh, were there yesterday? Nang DSWD? Okay. From my Residents who were lined up? Ah, well, remember we have 24 satellite city halls. Uh, like what we, kasi over the six years, we built this, tawag namin, 3S Center, Centro ng Sama-Samang Servicio Satellite City Hall. We have 24 of those to include city hall. So we have 24 spots. Pero in some spots, like if it's a mega barangay, talagang the line was being held up and I had to make frantic calls sa DSWD to please stop the validation on-site. I'll allow the people to put the paper in. Let's do the validation backroom na lang sa office na lang natin. So, so, so today, taawa ng job mas mabilis. Yes. Basically, what are the requirements? For example, for someone to... Okay. Number one, we have to determine if you fill up nila yung form nila. The form is parang dalawang papel yun na magkadikip. Nakalagay doon, the head of the household must fill it up. But may mga kolotilya. Number one, you should not make more than 10,750 pesos monthly or else disqualified gana. So you can imagine, some of our people, some of our constituents will either just say na oo, ganun lang kinikita ko, or mahihirapan sila mag-compute sa utak nila. It will take time to compute magkano kinikita nila, lalo na yung informal settlers. Kasi wala namang hanap buhay, wala namang income tax return yun. Number two, some type of ID. Christian, whether you believe it or not, this day and age, every day in City Hall noon pa man, may mga mamamayan kami na walang ID na may address ng Balinsuela. Yeah. They're like, I call them na parang ghost constituents eh. They're there, they can vote, but because may delay sa Comelec ID, wala silang Comelec ID. Wala silang driver's license, wala silang passport for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to produce an ID. On top of that, nililinaw pa doon na pag four-piece ka, hindi ka nakasama. Eh, yung mga four-piece, how do we find them in the community? Given that, remember, uh -huh. the national government noon pa man, sa time pa lang ng previous administration, hindi naman kami binibigyan ng list na yan to prevent politicizing na the four-piece. Uh -huh. So, you can imagine, parang bibigyan namin yung form, tatanong muna namin, Sir, uh, four-piece po ba kayo? Siyempre, tatanggi yun kung four-piece siya. Or tatanong namin na next question, Sir, kumikita ba kayo ng 10,750? Siyempre, mag-iisip pa yun. So, you can imagine the time it takes. Eh, hindi naman to normal times na number one, pwede mo sila ipunin at isang instruction giving. So, we have to repeat that process for 82,000. 82,000. 82, so, ang hirap nun. Residents or households? Households. Household. Household. But remember, head of family ang i-interview mo eh. Uh -oh. You don't haphazardly give the form. Yun ang utos sa amin. You have to do the validation on giving the form. Uh, number three na tanong mo, Sir, ano ba kayo? May TBNS part ba kayo ng angkas? Joyride? Or ganyan? Kasi pag oo, kukunin namin yung form dahil sa DOTR kayo kukuha. Uh -oh. Sir, pag uh, uh, tupad kayo yung parang sa informal settler sa dole, pag ganun rin kayo, kukunin rin ho namin yan kasi hindi pa rin kayo bahagi nito. You can imagine all the kulatilya that they want to ask us. And they want us to do this all in a period of how many days? So usually, how long does it take for a barangay worker official to, to, to interview uh, a household? Kasi siguro yung, yung uh, 
30 seconds sa dami ng kolatilya, kulang yun. And then you have to deal with 82,000 households. Pero that is the list of the DSWD or that is the list of the... That's the quota that they give us. Remember, they're operating on quotas. Oh, pero in reality, let's say, you, you talk about uh, today, how many actually should receive uh, that help from the national government? What do you mean today magpe-pay out if we were paying out today? There, there's this problem regarding the disparity between the list of the DSWD and the list of the yeah. local government. So if the quota uh, presented by the DSWD is 82,000 households, in reality, on the ground there in Venezuela, how many households? Ako, honestly, it should have reached close to 186. The original number they gave was very smart. Eh. May pinanghugutan yun eh. Ako, ang tansya ko nga, dapat 90% of 186,000. Kahit na mga 70 plus thousand. 170 plus thousand. Why? Marami kami sa Venezuela ang lower middle income families. They are middle class families but they're already hurting right now. Ubus na yung savings nila. Ubus na, meron pa silang ginagamot sa bahay nila. Normally, these are people who live in subdivisions na nagbabayan dati ng mga pag-ibig loans. Yan yun sila eh. Middle class man, but there's a danger that they are now slipping closer back to poverty. Now, given this uh, very tedious process, how, how, how soon can you actually uh, give out the... Christian, honestly, can I step one step backwards? On top of that, I'm also instructing our social workers and our barangay officials to distribute the second wave of food vouchers for the city. That's what, 215,000 food vouchers. So you can imagine the load namin sa barangay. There's a team there doing the SAC distribution with DSWD Regional. And then I commandeered another team ng barangay to do the food vouchers door-to-door. You can't do that simultaneous. Why? Because mas greater than yung number ng food vouchers eh hindi naman siya mirror image of each other. So, you can just imagine yung pressure on them. And I told the barangay captains, I want all food vouchers out by Sunday. Kasi Monday, we start the redemption period. Uh-huh. They will have to come to our satellite city halls to redeem. Tapos, on top of this, yung SAC nga. So ngayon, kung tatanungin mo ko kailan, ideally yung SAC. Ang goal ko namin ng DSWD Regional, they're here, they brought monitors here to city hall is to finish the submissions by Sunday, submit all the lists by Monday. Hopefully, they can turn it around by Tuesday so that we can start hopefully pay out by Wednesday. By Wednesday, but that's only for the first month because this is a two-month program, right? Well, I'm assuming that the recipients of the first month are the same as the second month. Diba? Hindi naman nila sinabi na magkaiba eh. Yeah, oh, pero my, my point is, ano, uh, baka mag-overlap. For example, mag-overlap na. I think, Christian, if you do a survey among Metro Manila cities, parang we're all ata in the same page, grappling with trying to finish it fast. And mind you, the money was just downloaded last uh, two days ago. So that's Tuesday. So, so how much was uh, downloaded to Venezuela? Parang 600 million, if I'm not mistaken. 661. Basta enough for that 82,000 at 8,000 per family, I think, given at two gifts. Basta the money's still in taxi, hindi pa namin na-release it. Dahil wala pa yung master list. At saka iba-iba yung amount yan, di ba? 5,000 to uh, 8,000 pesos, depending on... The... I think sa Metro Manila, isa na lang. Yung range na binibigay mo ata, depending on regional wage. Uh, wage. So sa Metro Manila, isa lang. Yeah. So how are the households supposed to get that money? Okay. I've consulted with DSWD again. 
they warned me na in their experience, I think in some LGUs na nauna, yun nagpilot sila. Mm-hmm. The security of the money, bringing it door to door was very hard. Kasi nga, you can imagine, you're going to go to a place wherein not everybody got forms. So I rate na sila. Yeah. Now you're going to go back, dala mo yung cash, and you're only going to give some people the cash. Mm-hmm. Sabi nila, Mayor, you might want to reconsider that. But in their design, that was the design. But the regional director told me point blank, Mayor, think of the security because we already had problems in other areas. So what we're going to do now is we might work with DSWD Regional on coming up with payment centers, mga basketball courts, so where you can put chairs on social distancing. Tapos we will now do scheduling ulit, like what we did with our food vouchers. Now for every 200 people, two hours lang ang punta. So that will take another five, seven days na naman. Mm-hmm. So basically, here you have a situation where there's a national policy coming from the national government, but uh, it's the local governments that are actually struggling to make sense of that policy, to clarify it, and to implement it. Correct? Yes. Actually, um, hindi ko lalahatin, I, like I say all this time, I'm very impressed with how General Galvez is running Ayatas. It's so organized and it's so... Uh, but it's so military-like. But in these times, that's what you need, a eh? sense of organization. But ako, I'm a bit sad with how DSWD is implementing this SAC program. Kasi parang they came up with this ideal flow, great. You explained it to the people ahead of time, great. But apparently now that it's being implemented, it's not as ideal as you thought it was given the circumstances of a pandemic and what we are restricted in doing. Now, of course... It's parang hindi naka-tailor fit for a pandemic. Eh. Parang, parang ang intindi ng DSWD, infinite yung bilang ng tao ng local government at ng mga barangay. Akala ata nila, infinite rin ang, ang oras na binibigay nila. At akala rin ata nila, yun lang ang ginagawa namin dito. And then I'll give you another example of how disappointed I am with the way DSWD is running things. Early on during the ECQ, when it was locked down, syempre lahat ng, like ako, ako na lang example ko, but I'm sure yung iba gano'n. I had to make sure sa utak ko na while this is a medical emergency, this is also going to be a battle against hunger. You have to feed people fast. And that was the message to us. So imagine, mom, I had to start computing sa utak ko, how do we feed X amount of people? In start kaya namin, yung, yung socioeconomic data nga namin, 75,000 families lang. Pero when we did on-the-ground counting, umabot kami ng 112,000 poor families. So, ini-imagine mo, how do I start sourcing yung mga ganyan ba? So which we did. We were very successful with sourcing, repacking, executing that, walang gulo. But the DSWD regional director came to my office, siguro mga two days of ECQ, looked me straight in the eye and assured me, Mayor, pwede ba kayo muna mag-implement? Pero dahil alam namin limited yung pondo nyo, uh, tatapatan namin yun ng goods one is to one. Papalitan na lang namin for your second wave. Mm-hmm. So syempre that gives me some sense of planning in my head na yes, I can do phase one, but I also have a reserve for phase two. Kasi at those times, sobrang, sobrang daming uncertainty. I don't know a lot of things. And I think that was the announcement from DSWD that they would handle the distribution and relief after the resources run out on the part of the LGUs, di ba? And yes, and I was assured point lang. Pinuntahan ako dito, literally. 
I know the date, I know the time, I have witnesses in the room. So what happened? So, syempre, that gave me some sense of security na, okay, meron akong bala pa na natitira. Uh, Christian, we're already one month and we've, the LGU has already released 120,000. We're about to release 112,000 nung una. We're about to release another 215,000. Ang nadideliver lang ng DSW dito, parang 8,000 lang. Packs? Packs, yes. We're talking Sabi ko nga dun sa regional director, sana, kasi he came back parang last Saturday lang. I haven't seen him in the whole ECQ until last Saturday. He came back and apologized na nagkaroon daw sila ng repacking problems. Then ang sagot ko dun, sana tinawagan mo ko in advance para hindi ako umaasa na may padating. Kasi it's part of local chief executive's plan to job to plan eh. Uh-oh. I can't say na hindi ako magpa-plano three weeks from now. In fact, I'm already thinking in advance right now paano yung pag... Paano, wag naman, paano pag ma-extend na naman to? So I have to start planning again this early. So, 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 so nasunod ba yung promise? Let's say, was it really one is to one? The, the context okay. is already telling me hindi mangyayari yun. So ano naman? Last Com- Friday. Compare natin, for example, ano yung laman ng PACs uh, distributed by the local government? Ah, magkaiba. In fairness to them, maganda rin naman yung PAC nila. I don't wanna criticize what's inside. Mas marami lang yung sa local government. Parang kami, we have 13 cans inside or 14 na nga. Ngayon ata, parang kumabot pa kami 15. Uh, sa kanila, konti lang. But in fairness to them, it's a very decent looking box complete with all the provisions. Not as much as the LGU. Pero yun lang point ko, Christian. Parang there are national announcements by DSWD, but sometimes they don't consider the tailor fitting it on the ground. And then when they do decide to tailor fit it, like itong validation ng SAC, ngayon gusto na nila i-relax. Damage done pinapilan nyo na kami kahapon. In-interview nyo na yung mga tao namin kahapon. Nag-build up na yung mga tao kahapon. Ngayon, sasabihin nyo sa amin, i-recalibrate nyo. Aren't they, you know, aren't they, let's say, consulting local officials regularly? Kasi parang, it seems that the structure is this, di ba? There's an interagency uh, task force that's in, uh, in charge of policy planning and then you have the task force implementing it. Pero are they regularly consulting the local governments? Christian, I have to qualify. Ayoko nga lahatin yung IATAF. Remember, IATAF, I think, has three divisions, di ba? Ako, I'm very happy in the sense na the peace and order side, talagang mayat-mayat tinatawagan kami. The PNP brass, they come here, parang si General Sinas came here three times already ata, trying to explain to me what is required of us. When it comes to the health issue, yes, there are shortcomings sa national, but kami naman, we took matters into our own hand with localized testing already. Nasa sad lang talaga ako in the sense na the disconnect talaga is with DSWD. Okay. Now, uh, I don't want to do a general sweeping statement na lahat hindi okay. Ako, I have to really put my hats out to DILG, not because I'm scared of them, not because they're my regulator, but the director here parang hounds me every 30 minutes. She tells me, Mayor, may ganitong circular, please read. Kung hindi, she will read it and explain to me. Um, the regional director of DSW, of DILG, I know she's been on top of her game trying to text us every single hour to update, to update us. Mm. In fact, when it comes to planning, Christian, I can tell you this. As early as January, Secretary Anu was pushing for those central isolation units. And they really cracked their whip on us. And now those central isolation units will be the lifesaver of the LGUs. Okay. So, of course, the, the, the cash aid, the social amelioration program is just one facet of this entire pandemic. No? When it comes to, let's say, implementing health services or delivering health services, we know that uh, th- that particular service or function has been devolved to local governments. 
Now, in this uh, situation during this pandemic, how much elbow room um, does the local government unit have? That's another part. DOH also, I think, now I'm going to say this also, I think has been very slow and has been in that regulatory mindset rather than a mentor mindset. Why do I say that? Christian, when the lockdown of ECQ, no matter how many literature you read, it kept on saying three things. Test, test, test. No matter where you read, whether it's a South Korean model, Vietnam model, whether it's the struggles of the United States, struggles of Italy, there's only one bottom line lage. Know what you're up against by testing. And then test more, test again. One week after the ECQ lockdown, we understand that, DI, that DOH is swamped kasi sila lang yung nagmamonopolize nung testing. Sila lang meron eh. Imagine mo, with the LGUs like us, we have capacity to buy those kits. But it took them what? Parang four days before they could come out with the list of FDA accredited kits. They came out with that during the ECQ. Hindi ba dapat nung bago nag-ECQ, nung may lull tayo ng February, nilabas na nila yung list na yon para naka-preposition na yung mga kits ng mga LGU? On top of that, Oo, naglabas sila ng FDA kits. Limitado naman yung lab na ina-accredit nila. It's only now na nakakakita kami ng mga bagong laboratories that can process these kits. Mm. It's only now that they're accrediting labs that can process these kits. Alam ko na you have to be careful in trying to accredit laboratories kasi pag mali yan, baka magka-problema pa. Pero didn't they, weren't they supposed to do that noong February pa lang? Oh, to think of it as early as Feb. Because as Feb, early as Feb, the Secretary of DOH kept on saying ang galing ng niya na wala pang community transmission. And shouldn't we have taken advantage of that lull the whole February? Christian, case in point, we've been watching the list of accredited labs like a hawk. Why? Because we keep on jumping as long as meron lalapit na kami. That's why nga, we are one of the first LGUs that was able to sign a PPP agreement with the medical city. And then yesterday with another private lab na kaka-accredit yung detoxicare. Mm-hmm. So nalaman namin bigla na ang dami ng labs ngayon dahan-dahan nakakapasok. Which is good. Pero yun naman pala eh. Kaya naman pala ng DOH gawin yun. Bakit ngayon lang? Mm-hmm. Bakit ngayon lang kayo biglang nagka-mad rush to accredit when we're already one month into the ECQ? So in short, you have been waiting for, uh, was Valenzuela waiting for a guidance or signal from DOH before you could do mass testing? Christian, remember, even if we wanted to do, number one, we needed guidelines. Of course, what kits will, are we allowed to use? Because remember, the results, we have to consolidate to the national results. Yeah, okay. There must be same standards. Mm-hmm. They came up with the FDA list of accredited kits parang four days or five days after the lockdown night. So basically, the situation was LGUs like Valenzuela had been wanting to do mass testing. Everybody, all I think every single LGU in Metro Manila wants that. Because we all know that the literature says test, test some more, and test again. Mm-hmm. But you had so to. So even if they said partner, having the OH partner, natin ng LGU, nasaan nga yung leeway namin? Eh, all you had to do was give us a list of kits early so that we can do a mad scramble and run on our own, and then give us a list of laboratories na accredited. Christian, I'll just put this on the table. Number one, the Valenzuela was the first LGU that did PPP with the medical city. What we did was we did our own sariling kayod. Tinignan namin yung listahan ng FDA-approved kits. Minatch namin sa mga labs na pwedeng magpatakbo nun. 
Tapos nung ginawa na namin yun, and you can check the records, two days later, Yusef Vergere came out saying na they're happy with the Valenzuela models, to paraphrase, at gawin din ng ibang LGU. Yun naman pala eh. Gagawin, iuutos nyo na rin pala sa amin. Sana nung una palang, binigyan nyo na kami ng listahan. Oh, but they had to wait, no? They had to wait. They had to wait. Sana pala nung Feb, ginawa nyo na to sa amin. Inupo nyo na kami. O oh, mga mayor ng NCR, marami naman kayong leeway sa pondo. Ito yung listahan kayo na bumili. Ito yung laboratory, kausapin nyo na. You, you, you sound and you look so frustrated. No? But do you think the it's time for the DOH secretary to actually go? Ako, I leave that to the national framers and I leave that to the president. Ako lang, I just believe kasi sometimes in the middle of a crisis, I would rather that we work through it first before we start reassessing and we start looking for the holes or the weak links. I would rather do that later na lang. Kasi parang now, personally at least, and I don't share the sentiments of my brother who signed the resolution, one of the senators that did. Ako kasi parang nandiyan na yan eh. Let's just power our way through, get out of the trenches as fast as we can. And then later on, let's reassess saan, who dropped the ball and when did it happen? Or if somebody dropped the ball. Yun. Let's talk about the relationship again between the national and the local government. Uh, based on structures and systems, do you think you're given ano, uh, sufficient autonomy in terms of dealing with a crisis like this? Or you have a national government that's actually breathing down your neck? I think the, in fairness to them, they gave us a lot of leeway. Kaya nga, hindi mo napansin, Christian, hindi ko sila nilalahat eh, to be very fair about it. I think Ayatav's guidelines were very clear. Let the LGUs run the show. Ito yung guidelines i-operationalize nyo with ordinances, executive orders. The Ayatav has been very good at doing that. But sadly, some of the attached or the attached departments of Ayatav ang hindi ata nakakaintindi nun. Like DOH, you want us to do testing, but yet you didn't give the list. So parang they're still holding on to our necks. Mm-hmm. Pero halimbawa, BILG, they've been, very, they've been very liberal in letting us implement the curfew hours in the sense na bahala ka kung magpa-fine ka, ikukulong mo, basta implement it. Para may liway ako doon. Uh, DOH, yun yan, nakwento ko na. DSWD, parang I just feel that their F intentions are good, but they're not tailor-fitting it to the realities on the ground. And they kind of fire something away without really thinking of the repercussion. Ito, I'll give you another example ng DSWD, disconnect with the local government. Yesterday, I believe, they came up with a press statement saying they are urging local governments to realign all their funds in order to provide supplemental SAC or SAP. Mm. Parang yung hindi raw nila mabibigyan, Subukan ng LGU bigyan. Madali mag-realign, Christian, pero let's point the fact, ha, ang appropriation na realign mo doesn't mean na may cash on hand ka. Kasi remember, the LGUs make money lang during the... Our revenues are filled up by business tax ng January and then real property tax ng March. So you may have a budget appropriation there, pero wala pa yung cash doon. Dahil remember, nag-lockdown tayo, na-defer na ang real property tax payments. Uh-huh. So, hindi pa napuno yung kaban ng bayan for us to be able to say na, oh, kukuha ako dito, ililipat ko for SAC. Even if I can move all the appropriations there, eh kung wala rin cash na ibibigay yun, mapapahiya lang yung LGU. Hmm. Yet, they issued that statement. So, ngayon, yung mga mamamayan namin, I'm getting comments na, Mayor, sinabi raw, ilipat nyo muna yung mga developmental projects nyo, yun muna. 
eh, wala nga yung cash on hand kahit gusto ko pa ilipat dahil the, the first quarter real property tax was deferred. The, sec first, the second round of business taxes, quarterly rin kasi yan minsan, was deferred. So ang laman lang ng kaha ngayon, what we collected nung January. So, so how much money does, for example, Venezuela have at this point to deal with At this the start of the ECQ, our coffers cumulatively had around close to 700 million pesos. Mm -hmm. um, but remember, our annual budget is 5 billion. So wala pa ako sa one-fifth dapat ng collection ko. So parang that 700 million is enough for us to sustain our food distribution as we've been doing now. Uh, remember, paying our salaries and wages kasi kahit no work, no pay, nagbabayad naman ang LGU. Yeah. So parang you also have to impute na madaling magsalita sa DSWD to realign pero nasaan nga yung cash component nun? Even if I wanted to at madali naman talaga mag-realign, nasaan yung pera nun? Kasi hindi pa nga tayo nakakakolekta. Mm -hmm. so, so for example, how much has been budgeted by Valenzuela for this entire crisis? I... I think all of what's in our, Christian, <laughs> all of what we have is now going to that. Wala, wala naman kaming iba ng ginagawa ngayon. Eh. We're paying wages lang. We're paying all suppliers kasi because of the scarcity of goods, lahat gusto cash on delivery. Mm. So we've been paying cash for our, our rice, our canned goods. And then itong, syempre, itong testing, on an average, we're spending 5 million a week for 1,000 tests. Um, that's also cash kaagad. So the LGU is actually allocating whatever we have for, for cash, for, for medical intervention, for salaries and wages ng mga frontliners. Actually, even yung work from home, binabayaran yun. And for the relief efforts. Um, natutuwa lang ako na one of the, to be crit, to, not to be too critical about it, the national government actually heard our pleas. That's why meron yung additional ERA. They're beefing us up with one month additional ERA, internal revenue allotment ng city. Na parang additional yon. Uh, they promised to give us one month. Sa Venezuela lingo, that's 115 million. But to put you in perspective, itong second wave natin, kung 220,000 na to at 500 pesos per box, that's the entire bonus ERA already. <laughs> Isang wave pa lang yun. Is that, yun na yun. Oh, yun na yun. Yun na yun. So, so for example, another, Rita, another issue. For example, yung mga patients who get confined because of COVID-19. Uh, uh, who spends for that? Because a promise before, I think, coming from the national government was that PhilHealth would shoulder everything. In Venezuela, what's happening? In Venezuela, in fairness, we haven't really dealt with the bills yet. Kasi I told the private hospitals na sagot yan ng LGU as if claim ko na lang sa PhilHealth. So they're sending bill. May C, hindi naman COD yun eh. Hmm. So may time pa kami to wrangle with that after. Never. But another point, halimbawa, Christian, yung uh, sabi nila, sabi ng DOH, uh, testing will be covered by PhilHealth. Eh wala pang guidelines up to now. Eh nag-roll out na kami. That's 5,000 per person. If you're tested two times, kasi di ba to be negative, two times pa yan, minsan three times, that's 15,000 per person. I've written PhilHealth, never got an answer. <laughs> so that's another example. Now you have this supposed national policy, but on the ground, there's a lot of problem. Ako, I really believe, sometimes I really believe the national the secretaries of Department of Health and the Department of DSWD, they have good intentions. I believe that. But sometimes maybe they have to put their ears closer to the ground so that they can hear us. 
on what they're what we're saying. In mm. fairness, I think DILG has been quite successful. Ako, I would say tong curfew hindi man perfect. It comes close to it. Um, DILG has been very successful because their people are on the ground. Physically, their boots are on the ground. The DILG director hounds me like every 30 minutes. Like I said, the police chief comes sees me every hour. General Sinas has been to Valenzuela what, three times? General Elizar, five times? And they always make it a point to coordinate and tell us, ito na yung bago naming direktibo, Mayor. Pwede mo ba kaming tulungan? Mm-hmm. I think the secretaries who are listening, putting their ears on the ground are the ones with a very good success rate in implementing the task on hand. Mm-hmm. Yung disconnect, lumiliit pag nakikipag-usap sila eh. Uh-oh. But of course, it seems to me that uh, a lot of LGUs, including Valenzuela, are left to their own devices on many cases when it comes to dealing with this crisis. Now, I'd like to talk about now yung relationship among LGUs. For example, uh-huh. best practices, learning from each other. I think on social media, people were actually uh, uh, watching how Valenzuela and, for example, Pasig City are learning from each other, diba? Your comment uh, on Twitter became viral, eh, yung kopyahan na to. Eh. Pero I know <laughs> that uh, even before this crisis, I think after the election, this was, I think, October last year, yeah. Vico Soto went to Valenzuela, right? For benchmarking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm a, uh, there's a healthy relationship among the 17 mayors of Metro Manila. Uh, we see each other quite often kasi dahil sa MMDA, diba? that's once a month or sometimes twice a month pa. And then we really share a lot of common issues, garbage collection, lalo na pagkontigos yung mga city namin. Like kami ang Kamanava mayors, Caloocan, Malabon, Navotas, Valenzuela. Problema namin, duktong-duktong yung bituka namin eh. Mm-hmm. And then the southern mayors also. And then the greater 17 mayors, the greater Metro Manila 17 mayors also. Uh, informally, we have a group chat. Uh, technology has made the world smaller. Noon pa man, we created that group chat already para sa bagyo, kung magde-declare kami simultaneously ng walang pasok or the southern cities lang or the northern cities lang. So, bukod doon sa tweet na yun na nangkokopyahan kami, kinokopya ko yung Pasig and I'm proud to say kinokopya ko sila dahil their market on wheels was a very good solution to try to decongest markets. Um, doon sa group chat namin, we really compare notes a lot. Halimbawa, kukompare namin how we rolled out our food vouchers or our food packs. Yan, nag-compare kami dyan. We tried to learn from each other's mistakes or the successes. Uh, remember, nung food packs kasi initially may mga first salvo ng ibang LGU, medyo nagkagulo. So they were warning us, oh, wag nyo gawin to. Kasi nung ginawa namin to, ito nangyari sa amin. So parang, given na you can't do trial and testing in your own city all the time because time is of the essence, the learnings ng kabila, pag kwinento nila sa'yo, you can learn from it. Uh, case in point also, itong sack distribution. Ako, I consulted uh, Mayor Abby about how she did hers. I consulted Mayor Len Oreta how he did his. I consulted Mayor Edwin about his. Kasi I was trying to pick kung sino yung may nag-roll out na at ano naging response. I think nobody has a monopoly to the right answer, especially in a pandemic when there's no standard playbook to follow. Mm. So so yung, yung Viber group uh, involves all 17 mayors in Metro Manila? Yes. In fact, nanganak na siya eh. Meron kaming Viber group na all 17 lang kami. Then meron kaming Viber group na kasama namin MMDA boss namin. Mm-hmm. And then meron Metro 17 plus DOH. Nakakompartmentalize na kasi magulo na noon eh. Tapos may 17 with the DSWD. Oh. Then may 17 with DILG. Parang every concern, gumawa sila ng window uh, chat na may 17 plus the agency uh, na kasama. 
Uh, of course, collaboration is key. That's also part of the local government code, no? collaboration among LGUs. Pero I'd also, I'd also like to ask about you, ano, uh, do mayors like you, for example, also feel a certain sense of ano, parang healthy competition to try to do something better that has been done by, by another mayor? I think at this point, Christian, sa pagod namin lahat, ako, I'm already, parang when I say pagod, mentally and emotionally getting there, parang wala ka ng time mag-isip ng competition eh. I think that's the farthest in your thought, to be very honest. It's more of parang, kopyahin ko na lang to, ayaw ko na mag-isip kasi mukha namang gumana. To be honest, hmm. nung nakita ko yung market on wheels, sabi ko, ayaw ko na mag-isip. It seems to be working, kopyahin ko na to. And hmm. I'm not going to be ashamed na nangungopya ko. I think most mayors, ganun na yung nangyari. Parang, you just wanna finish tasks on hand kasi sometimes you wake up in the morning no may pandemic with, at 6am you already have 20 concerns that you have to address within the hour. So competition is farthest from your mind. Hindi to parang those regular governance days na you're vying for a galing po award. Hindi ganun eh. Hindi ganun yung feeling. And because sometimes uh, from an outsider, let's say observing things being uh, implemented by the different mayors, somehow in the minds of people observing you guys, parang there, there might be this uh, tendency to compare. Uh, uh, there is. And that's why I'm careful. Alam mo, kahapon, I don't want to look at it as competition kasi, or else, I think kung ganun yung mindset mo, parang there might be a misallocation of resources. Remember, not all cities have the same problem and not all cities are built alike. For mm-hmm. instance, I'm getting a lot of comments but ayaw raw namin gayahin nga yung Pasig model na sila sa Salo uh, doon sa SAC na hindi mabibigyan ng national. Ang sagot ko, their budget's definitely bigger than Valenzuela. Parang they're going to do 9 billion if I'm not mistaken by this year or 8 billion. E kami 5 billion na. So parang definitely, hindi, ko, hindi natin kaya ma-stretch yung budget or allocations for that. Um, so that might work for Pasig kasi yung terrain niya, ibang-iba, yung budgeting niya, ibang-iba, hindi ko naman pwedeng copy So parang, how do I put it? If I look at this as a competition, delikado in the sense na I might be reallocating resources just because of sheer pride rather than sheer practicality of things. So basically, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to certain projects here. None, no one size fits all, and not all cities are built alike. Even our constituencies are very different. Like, ako, I have a lot of workers, I have a lot of informal workers, and yung daily wage earners because of our industries here. While I would assume Pasig has less of them, but he has more commercial establishments. Um, sa Venezuela, nabibilang yung number of malls, pero sa iba, marami silang malls. So, parang. I think it's not supposed to be a competition because or else you'll be trying to come up with programs na baka hindi na, parang the glove is, there's no one size fit glove baka yung gloves na pipilit mo hindi naman kasha sa iyo okay finally let's talk about the emerging lessons from this experience of course we're hoping that the uh, pandemic would end soon uh, of course that for for the ECQ to to be lifted soon for good reason but let's talk about the emerging lessons uh, on the part of local government units uh, so that perhaps if something like this again happens in the future, we'd be able to deal with that better. Christian, I think personally, this country has a lot of brilliant policymakers. And the sad part lang kasi is the lack of perfect execution. I know there's no perfect execution, but the lack thereof, at least. One point. Mapapadali sana tong food distribution at sack distribution kung may ID system tayo eh. We wanted to do that in Venezuela before a localized ID system. I put that on hold because napasanay national ID system. Two years ago. Hindi lang, hindi lang na-rollout, di ba? Sana kung na-rollout pala yun months ago or years ago, 
ang dali natin habulin yung mga mamamayan na kailangan ng ayuda right now. That's mm -hmm. one. So I don't think you don't need to create, to change and come up with another policy on IDA because it's already there. Let's just implement it. Number two, the template for disaster preparedness and the template for being prepared, pre-positioning of equipment like what we learned in Yolanda. We already had a lull in February. If DOH only started accrediting more kits or importing more kits, if DOH hoarded or bought PCR machines and gave it out to all the labs, then we would have more labs right now. Sana parang hindi mo naman kailan sabihin, may batas na tayo on disaster preparedness. Eh. Sana sinunod na lang ng DOH. Yun lang ang sa akin. Mm. And I think there's also a policy on the part of the DOH when it comes to uh, dealing with infectious diseases. Diba? Meron silang uh, epidemiology guidebook. Eh. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, parang I don't want, parang tayo, I realize every time may natatapos na isang malaking trahedya, we start looking for more policies to create. I don't think we should. I think the policies are already there. Our policymakers are brilliant by themselves. They crafted very good laws. It's just really up to the agent line agency to implement that. In this case, kasi I get this feeling na lalo na sa DOH, parang I get this feeling na medyo belated yung response nila. Now, yung sa DSWD na frustration ko, siguro it just happened to be na parang they're not as well in tune on the ground as the other line agencies are when it comes to peace and order. Parang sa social welfare, napansin ko, and you guys can see it with their statements, eh, urong sulong eh. Una, iba-validate. Ngayon, maglalabas sila, wag na iba-validate. Parang sometimes, ano ba talaga? Can you just tell us your standard? And sana kinonsulta nyo kami ng mas maigi and you listen to our voices. Parang ganun. Well, uh, Mayor Rex Kachalian, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. It's been a very long discussion, but... Uh, eye-opening, especially when it comes to uh, lessons and, uh, of course, the shortcomings of certain agencies. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's uh, podcast. Thank you, Christian, and stay safe. Thank you, thank you. And that's it for this week's episode. Catch us again next week for another edition of the Matters of Fact podcast.